This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Smash After Show. Hey everybody, Bing is for doing, and we are doing another episode of Smash Season Two, episode I don't even know the transfer. <laughs> oh, oh, we forgot that part. Uh, 13? Thirteen, fourteen. I don't know. I'm Tamara Berg. I'm joined 15. in studio. 15. <laughs> I'm joined in yes. studio by Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. Uh, Sarah Mendoza. Hello. Kendra Capasel. Hello. We have Stephen Lemieux running uh, the board for us. Stephen? Hello. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Lemieux. All right, so Lemieux. a couple weeks ago, I was in a mood. Tonight, my brain is fried. <laughs> so stick with me. The first thing that we have to talk about is that the show has officially been canceled. No! <laughs> Which is why I played discuss. the goodbye song. I know. Thank oh. you. I, I noticed. So, symbolic. So um, yeah, it came out this week, and we scooped the Huffington Post, I just want to say. <laughs> Thanks to my girls who work at a place where they get information. I don't know if you want to say where you work. Anyway, um, <laughs> And so we tweeted it out. Fans saw, and we scooped some of the major news organizations. I just want to with say all due respect, Miss Huffington. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not E though, because E got it first. Yes, <laughs> you can tell where I work. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So, so much for that secret. Sorry. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you figure it out. Oh, okay. Easily. I just didn't. I, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know if no you wanted people to know or not. <laughs> Where we got the scoop. Okay, let's begin by talking Darren Kara on a Daisy. Darren Kara on a Daisy. Darren Kara on a Daisy. We got a lot of relationship stuff going on. Daisy, oh, we opened seeing Daisy, or, or the first time we saw Daisy in this episode was she's in the chorus. Julia's sitting to Daisy. Oh, that kick 
that she did that was mm-hmm. full, like, over her head and hit the wall behind her, practically. <laughs> Show off. That would have been talent. And no the, wonder Derek likes her. I, I saw that. I went, holy <laughs> smokes. And then, right? <laughs> no, I thought that was funny. So. And then um, and Julia it. said, wow, she's got something. Well, I don't know what she's got. <laughs> so um, does Derek. And so does Derek. So Derek comes in and... Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna be all over the place because all these stories intersect. But um, he decides to replace Anna just for one show because she's exhausted. Can, can I can I get replaced for just one show here? <laughs> you I'm will exhausted. never no, be replaced. I'll take your place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it looks fishy to everybody. Everybody's kind of doing things and. He walks by Daisy at one point and says, it's been taken care of. So were you guys on to him in the beginning? Did mm-hmm. you have, did you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He's just been fishy with her since that encounter in the street. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a stretch, I didn't think. Maybe, I don't know if it's because it's been a couple days for me, but I didn't make the connection before he said that, that that was the same girl. Oh, okay. In the chorus. It took me a second until he said that because we saw her earlier on as the understudy talking to right. Anna about it, and I didn't, I didn't put it together either that that was Daisy because we hadn't seen her in a few weeks. And then when he said that, I'm like, oh, that dreaded girl. <laughs> I, I remember, remember her. her. Yeah. Ooh, the girl with the checkered past. Yeah, well, not so much checkered past, but has she has a past with Derek and yeah. you know accused him. So. Um, Karen and Anna are talking about it, and Karen says, Anna says, nope, he's replacing me. I'm just sure of it. Karen's going, no, you're she paranoid. Great intuition. Um, one of the things that I liked about this episode was the continual parallels to real life stuff, which is one of the great things about the show. Um, Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anna was saying, um, oh, yeah, so-and-so, who was the lead in Thoroughly Modern Millie, got replaced for a night and was replaced by Sutton Foster, who's still on a break. And Sutton Foster, as we've talked about before, won the Tony for that show. So um, those are always fun to see. But Karen says, no, you're just being paranoid. Mm-hmm. And as you say, Anna had good intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think Karen's just trying to make Anna feel better. She's just trying to cheer up her friend and not really not focus on that negative energy. But as you can see, she was concerned herself because she went ahead and approached Derek about it and confronted him with that possibility. Right. Um, I just think it's so shade. I was having some hopes for Derek in oh, recent episodes yes. that he was 
softening up a little bit, not being as shady and selfish and all of the bad qualities that we've seen in season one and the more so in the beginning of this season. But this one, it just disappointed me because I just, again... Now I'm starting to hate him again after we've come so far in our in, in my liking and relationship with Derek in the show. Well, yeah, Kristen, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I was really disappointed in him. I don't like how they've turned it around slightly. Again, I don't mind his little bad boy stuff. That's fine with right? me. You know, him intimidating Jimmy, all that kind of little side stuff because he's not going to compl- – no guy will ever completely change. So <laughs> – um, I was okay with that, but uh, yeah, how they wrote him with this and and what he had done with Daisy, I think it was just almost a too amateur move for him. Uh, I think that's a, like a drunk college guy that goes back and does something like that. Hopefully, not right? a director, right, of a show, and especially how we had seen him in the develop so much and then just to go completely back to the very beginning yeah, seems I mean, a little weird to me. I felt like his his development as becoming a good guy was you know I I I had a feeling it was going to be temporary because for one that doesn't make good TV. <laughs> and second of all, it's just, you know, he didn't have like uh Kyle dying in his life for him to turn around. He didn't have like a big moment yeah. that motivated him to become, you know, a better dude. He just kind of one day showed up and was like, better. Right. I think, well, but I think, I don't think it was um, his intention for it to be anything worse than, you know, getting what he wanted at the time from Daisy. With Daisy, yeah. Because I think she took it to the next level with recording. Had it not been recorded, he could have just gone along his merry way. Right. I I agree with that. But, and also, I mean, it's one thing to hook up with, you know, the good looking, whatever, dancer on Broadway. But it's another thing for him to say, because he admitted that he said, well, why don't you show me that you really want this Broadway part or whatever? And, you know, alluding to the fact that she should sleep with him. Right. So mm-hmm. he know he knows what he's doing. He's using it as a tool. You know, like he's using his power as a tool to get some from a girl. Right. Rather mm-hmm. than it just being a hookup. Right. I don't know. Well, yeah, it was silly of him to say that to the girl who accused him of... Right. Yeah, that was incredibly short-sighted. Yeah. Yeah. He could have... Well, I don't don't condone it, but he could have done it without saying that. Sure. Then she'd have no evidence. Or do it to another girl who hasn't accused you. Like, are you an idiot? (laughs) Right. What The fool me once, shame on you. Fool Mm -hmm. me twice, Mm -hmm. shame on me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... Thrice and four times, <laughs> right? With him, right? Now, one yeah. of the questions that we actually are getting on the on the chat roll from our fan, who's apparently awake, the reasons why <laughs> we don't know your name. Um, he's saying, you know, well, you guys have been hating Anna for weeks as the diva. So, what about the other question of that? Are we happy that maybe Anna is getting I, replaced? I don't think it has to do with her necessarily getting replaced. It was how she was replaced, right? I, I, yes, of course. Actually, watching the number. <laughs> I almost kind of like Daisy better, especially because you can tell that she's not sorry how she got there. And that right. whole song, I'm not sorry. sorry. Right. <laughs> and you know that Karen's up there hating this girl right now. And I was going to make a comment before, too. Even if this tape gets out, who is going to want to hire Daisy after that anyways? Especially if she went through with sleeping with him. Because then you know that she blackmailed him. Mm-hmm. So I think even though, yeah, it'll screw up Derek, it'll screw her too. Yeah. 
No pun intended. Not in a fun way. Right. Um, <laughs> or, not in a fun way. Yeah, not the way they, they yeah. did on the tape. Uh, Unless a Kim Kardashian thing happens oh, where goodness. she just becomes <laughs> this big star. Out. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, <laughs> Anna actually showed some diva in her, yes. <laughs> in her protest. So go, Anna. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and our... Uh, Twitter follower says hello. And hello. his name is Pedro. Pedro. Hi, Pedro. Hi, Pedro. Thank you for all your tweets and all your comments. Um, okay, what else about that? Is there wait, is there more? Okay, what about the the idea that he that Karen called him on it, said, Look, you've got to really talk to me. Um, he tells her, and then she kind of was like, Well, you're on your own, mister. <laughs> what didn't she sort your, of do? No, that? but I loved your expression. <laughs> <laughs> That was that way was more cute. expression than Karen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love Karen. I'm oh, team Karen, oh, but it's, I'm little, Karen it's all coming out. Now the season's little... can, or the series is canceled. Now it's coming out. <laughs> now it can be. But I still, I, I felt this episode, when she confronted him, there could have been a slightly more emotion. And I usually like her. Well, as, you know, as we've said before, be she more. chooses, she chooses, she makes passive choices a lot. And it's, you know, and it's, some people hate that. We're Team Karen over here on the side of the day. I was so. Team Karen from the okay. start. <laughs> All right. Just a well, reminder. Also, I just, <laughs> is it just me? But I I started to get annoyed with Karen in this episode and her character. Yeah. Um, love Catherine McPhee. But with her character, I was really annoyed because who does she think she is? Like, I feel like she thinks she's the intermediary for every relationship in the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Wait, Tell for, Anna to go confront Derek. She's she just well, Derek. You know, well, we have a great relationship. Well, see, that's the thing. She has known Derek for a lot longer. I mean, in you know, in Broadway time, she's worked with him in another on another show. So she feels like she's doing her a favor. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but in this particular situation, I can see why she intervened. But yeah, mm-hmm. she kind of seems like she's the boss of everybody with relationships. Well, yeah. yeah, it makes it more personal rather than if Anna went in and it's just on a professional level because we've seen Karen hang out with Derek, you know? right? So it'd be like yeah. <laughs> and other things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and that's another thing that annoys me is that. She, she's, to me, it's like she swears she goes in there being professional or just a friend, but they've, she's, she knows she likes the attention she gets from Derek, and maybe that's why she always connect, like, tries to connect with him and approach him, because it makes her feel good that she knows deep down inside Derek likes her. Right, so she's using that. Yeah, she's just, I feel like she's feeding her ego with multiple things at this time. I don't know. Am I just hating on Karen right now? Sometimes people do that. (laughs) Um, I thought it was really kind of silly that by the end, Derek was saying, uh, you know, this is a career ender for me and I can't, I, I, I can't retaliate in any way. Did that seem odd to anybody else? About Daisy, you mean? About Daisy when he was talking in the end with Karen and Anna in the bar. It was like the last scene, oh, like one of the last scenes with Derek. Really defeated. Where everybody was in the bar and he was going, yeah, I'm just, I, and they were saying, you should go back. And she's never going to let that tape out. And you're going to be fine. And Anna goes, but this is my career and, or my job. And he goes, uh, but this is my career. And I'm stuck. You know, mm-hmm. I, and, and maybe the reason why he said that is because he's just using that as his um, front. That's his story. She's got yeah. a sex tape on me, but really he just wanted to replace Anna and put... Because yeah. it just seemed odd to me that this guy, who's one of the most powerful players on the Broadway scene, couldn't 
wouldn't didn't have the guts to refute her claims. There may be more to it that we don't. Well, know. yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think that's the case. And maybe the the initial the, the, did they settle outside of court about the first? Um, uh, I can't remember the five because she was the sixth out of the. Five. I don't remember if they settled out of court or the case got dropped against him. Okay. But I'm just wondering, well, maybe he's trying to hide. that. It didn't become anything big. Yeah. I do know that. Or maybe he's thinking that he's he's gotten by with so many things already in his career that this could be the one thing that really breaks him, and he doesn't want to take that risk. Okay. All right. I also feel like he's been slightly defeated recently, just yes. in terms of he had the lawsuit. Then he lost Ivy, and then he lost, he almost had and lost Karen, and then trying to get Ivy back, saying that he loved her, and she's like, I don't think so. And Right, he's had very few wins. Exactly. So he's not good in the love life. I'm not saying it's not, there's not a good reason for it, but I can, for him, he's defeated with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, and then he's got these two young girls telling him what to do, one of which who rejected him. He's probably just like, shut up. I'm just, I give up. You know, I'm stuck. This is how it's going to be. Leave me alone. Well, and she's talented, so it's not like it's a horrible choice. And some he put someone bad in the spot, yeah. mm-hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make him look bad as a as a director. Mm-hmm. Unless you unless you want to talk about him just maybe looking well no, I, I, really, I don't even want to finish that statement um, <laughs> I just totally edited it in my head that was a stupid thing I was going to say no I'm not going to say it anymore let's talk about that <laughs> but we want to hear what you guys think with this do you think Daisy was actually a better choice or do you think if there she is something more on Derek we love to hear your comments on iTunes please go and rate and comment we do read them and even right now there's there's a chat going on feel mm-hmm. free to come in on the chat and you know talk to us or call in and we also love hearing from you guys on YouTube we do read those as well and Tamara, even I commented. Yeah, I want to talk, and I want. Yeah, I, I commented on YouTube, thanking you guys for all your comments. It's very fun to read them, and I have a couple that I just wanted to, to talk about. Uh, start to be number one, who's one of our big fans, uh, who's in Ireland. Hey, girl. Um, she goes. She says. Um, she's talking about Derek being nasty again, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah." And also Eileen getting sneaky, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yay! So that just made me laugh. Um, She says that we're great, which I really appreciate. And she says, um, what are we going to do without Smash? Listen to the soundtracks and dream of what Bombshell and Hitless are like on stage. Um, Mm. Also, we got some some Emmy uh, predictions Mm. from a couple of people on YouTube. One of them being Kevin Falk. And Falk is one of my family's names. I wonder if we're related. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see, one of the other things. Oh, this, was, this was a great one. Predictions, from, right? Not Emmys. Sorry, yes, Tony okay. predictions. Yeah, Tony predictions, not Emmys for Smash. Thank you for clarifying that. Also, Kevin Falk talked about. He says, "I always felt connected to the show and have loved it all season, but I do see what they're saying here." talking about us and he says don't worry guys they said season two finale will feel like a series finale with no cliffhangers and only happy endings and it is a series finale so um so that'll be at least satisfying um i'm not sure where we're going to talk let's talk about this now this is a little this isn't so much about youtube comments but it's one of the comments that um has come up several times in lots of places that i saw There was a, there's a lot of parallels between this show 
between Hit List within this show and Rent. And we can talk about that a little bit in the news. But one of the comments that I read over and over again was people feeling really badly for Jesse L. Martin and Daphne Rubin. What's her name? Rube Vega? I can't, I, Daphne Rubin Vega. I believe that's her name. Um, because they were both in the original cast of Rent. Um, and so they knew Going Jonathan in. Larson, who died um, as Rent was opening. And so they, and they were basically what the comment was, was that it kind of seemed insensitive that in last week's episode, Jesse L. Martin ended up. Um, you know, uh, using Kyle's death as a marketing ploy. And since the show Hit List is is a parallel to Rent Mm -hmm. within the real world, people were just feeling like that was a really terrible position to put the actor, Jesse L. Martin, in, who plays Scott on Smash, Mm -hmm. and um, have him basically look like a bad guy in a situation on TV, which was kind of too similar to the situation that he lived in real life. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of address that. I don't know if you guys have any comments on that at all. Um, But I just want to talk about that. Dead air. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying um, trying to think. That's very deep. Uh, Yeah, I was trying to think about that too. Just in terms of, I would imagine... Because this show is so connected to Broadway that I would hope, at least, that they would run it by the actors. Yes. Because it does seem to follow very much certain themes of of different shows. Even the fact that it was Marilyn Monroe when all the Marilyn Monroe stuff was coming out. I would think if they had a problem, and again, I would hope that it was voiced or they were approached about it. Maybe he liked that aspect of it. Right. Yeah, maybe it was, he's able to kind of bring attention to the fact that that happens. In yeah, real life. maybe it happened yeah. with Rent. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we're just speculating, we're right? And you know, and <laughs> none and of this the, is true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And <laughs> one of the other things that yeah. that um, that was sort of ch- chatted about in out, out in the world was. Uh, people were wondering, Jesse L. Martin doesn't have uh, an active Twitter account, so he, he doesn't mm-hmm. tweet. But um, people are kind of wondering if maybe after the show is finished, after sh- after Smash is finished, maybe he will be kind of open about what his thoughts were on it. But, mm. you know, for now, we don't know. It'd be interesting to hear. What it w- it really him. would be. It really would be. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, go. Oh, go ahead. Before we leave the Derek thing. Yes. If anyone wants to comment on YouTube or iTunes about uh, Tom and Derek's fist bump. I need, oh, I need some clarity on that. I wrote that <laughs> down actually because I thought that was so funny when yeah. they saw each other and they just yeah. Like, but then like a, I had this whole like bump, flash of bump. their lives flash between before my eyes because I was like, wait, are they friends? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was they've, okay. <laughs> yeah, they've been friends recently. Yeah, but it was just weird because that that shows like really. Did you did you notice it? I actually didn't. didn't. No, it was as it soon was like as a fist bomb, like uh, behind someone's back when they were all sitting at, in, in the, the bar at the last yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. as Tom and Eileen came in. Yeah, Tom and Eileen were yeah. walking I in and saw. Missed that, and I watched the show twice. It was really? yes, it I was Jimmy. It. And have then to watch it three times now. Derek. So yeah, Derek yeah, went over yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. to do a fist bump yeah. to Tom. Interesting. You have to see it. I will. I'm going to go back and watch it a third time, or at least that scene anyway. Okay, let's move on to Tom and Julia and Eileen. All righty. 
Uh, Tom and Eileen begin this episode by preparing for a concert that Julia and Tom are going to be uh, participating in. It's um, not known to the world that their partnership is breaking up. Yet. And they're doing, yeah, it's allegedly not known to the world. <laughs> and they're doing this this concert that's going to be a review and, and, and be all awesome. Eileen's heavily involved, and she's... When I watched this the second time, I totally <laughs> saw it all coming. But when I watched it the first time, they got me hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> that Eileen was pulling all the strings behind the scenes with yeah. everything. Yeah. Did you guys see that coming, or did you? Were you long? No, long I kind of saw. It. Really? Oh. oh, Kendra, do tell. She's psychic. I mean, you could just see it. I was watching. Uh, the publicist, yes, body Agnes. language, and and Eileen's, and I didn't. I mean, it crossed my mind. I didn't know for sure if that was what was going on. But I kind of smashes mo. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I didn't see it coming, and okay. I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> and satisfied about that because the whole Jerry thing was so repetitive yeah. and redundant yeah. from every Pretty other. Sick of hearing that. Yeah, every, I mean, every, it always yeah. happens. So, oh, it's just that again. But oh, no, look, it's they, bad guy Jerry again. Right. <laughs> right. And but they threw me for a loop, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. They me almost, too. They almost did it to themselves though with that Q and A with Ivy the week before. True. People could have speculated just from that. That's awkward, true. That's very you true. Know, exchange. Mm-hmm. Maybe that sparked the idea for Eileen. Possibly because it cut. Maybe she was thinking this could cause a lot of talk and buzz. Yeah. Let's capitalize on this drama going maybe on. Maybe Rosie O'Donnell called somewhat. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. From the audience, she's like live yeah. tweeting. Maybe that was it. <laughs> yes. It's okay. She'll be at the Tonys in two weeks. Right. <laughs> That was the best cameo. Um, oh, there was another cameo in tonight's episode. I wrote it down. There's so many pieces of paper to... <laughs> oh, okay. Lindsay Mendez, the, um, early on in the episode, the girl singing at the piano with Tom, and he goes, Good Lord, I hope that thing is insured. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, she was great. She did seem like uh, she Lindsay Mendez. Um, and then, oh, and then we had a great cameo a little later on in the bar. Uh, the gentleman who came up to Tom and said, um, gosh, I didn't get a chance to see Bombshell. Um, I hear the tourists love it. <laughs> and um, Tom says back, yeah, sorry, I didn't get to go see Bring It On. It closed so fast. I mean, the, the barbs between the two of them was hilarious. And that gentleman is Lin-Manuel Miranda, also a um, relatively famous Broadway actor. So there. Okay. Um, okay, so we have a we have a caller calling in. Hello, are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who are you? Hi, my name is Blake. Blake. Hello, Blake. What have you got to say? Talk to us. Well, this is for the Smash one, correct? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. You're on with us on Smash. Well, I think. The connection between Derek and um, Tom was really awkward. I didn't really see that coming. Oh, really? The fist bump. Yeah, the fist bump. Um, <laughs> it really got me confused. <laughs> Same here. That's what I was saying. It was weird. I was it amused by it. <laughs> Did you think that it was uh, a not genuine or or one of them wasn't I, returning it? Or what was awkward about it to you? Because I didn't see it, so you guys have to tell me. <laughs> I just think it was way out of character, both of them really didn't like each other, it seems, and it just, I didn't really like it. 
Okay, <laughs> it did not. It do, did not speak to you. Um, did you have any thoughts about the whole replacement of the diva thing, Anna, um, and, whole, and how that went? I think that was handled correctly because she was messing up a little bit. That's true. That's a good point. I we think, didn't mention that. But so was Karen. Yeah. She was messing up, um, but I think it was wrong for Derek to go behind her and basically get Daisy when he did sleep with her. And yeah, that's a well, yeah. But you got to remember his yeah. Season. You got to remember his motivation was not necessarily for the good of the show. He was just trying to protect himself and his career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I think Daisy was just using him with the whole sex tape and just basically like, if you don't give me the part, I guess I'll go to public with it. I'm totally doing that to get my next job. (laughs) 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 You heard it here first. Yes, the After Buzz exclusive. (laughs) Which jacket Davenport up to next? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I heard he signed on for something, potentially. (laughs) What was your favorite part of this episode? My favorite part was actually the number we saw from Hit List. The the, the opening one or the one that was later on between the two girls? Between the two girls. I forget the title. Oh, I'm not sorry? I'm not sorry, yeah. yeah. I'm not sorry. That was a really good number. Daisy, I have to admit, Daisy sounded good. She's, I thought she was yeah. excellent. I thought she was really, really good in that in that number. And I think she really captures the diva type of persona. More so than Anna, who More we've been so, criticizing yeah. in that role all this time. It suits her. Yeah, definitely. So, Blake, did you not enjoy Anna as the diva as well, or did you like her um, in that role? Anna, she was good as the diva, but now that I'm starting to think about it, Daisy might bring on a new spin to it. She might bringing new characteristics to the diva. Like, I don't think we know too much about the diva so far, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. maybe Daisy will give us a new perspective. I'm just hoping she's going to be able to walk in those shoes a little bit better. And I mean, literally walk in those shoes better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, definitely. Those shoes were a little bit of a problem for Anna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blake, we're going to go on to our next topic. Do you want to stick with us? Or do you, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? I'll stick around. Okay. Um, I need to talk about Julia. We need to talk about Julia and the the addition of... Okay, this is something I want to talk about. She (laughs) she and Derek and Jimmy are talking about how the show's not quite working. And Jimmy's saying, I'm absolutely not going to change the show. Mm -hmm. Then Derek and... Or, I mean, Jimmy and Julia go to the apartment and she finds the card that prompts her to go into this new, new adding of social media to the show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The idea is send texts, live updates during the show. We're going to work it in. As long as we have the money, we can do it. All right, Blake, you're first because you're our guest. What did All you right, think of well, that idea? I think that was a great idea. Okay. I think it was genius of, A, Kyle to think of that, and then genius of them, now that they have the money to do it, that they did it. It worked. Okay. Um, it got the audience to like it. Sarah, what did you think? I always like when you are able to make the audience a part of the show because yes. it just brings them more into yes. the world of the theater. So I like that. I uh-huh. thought it was really unbelievable, though, that they were able to pull it off in that same day. Okay. And so quickly. 
Kendra? Oh, with Jerry's money. I liked it, too. Uh-huh. Um, I think it, it made me think of back when they um, were kind of... You remember they announced before the show... Uh, instead right. of saying turn Don't off away your, your cell phones, phones yes. they said keep them on, tweet. Yes. So it kind of was an introduction to this idea. Yes. I, I liked it. Yes. I agree. I think it felt, um, fit in really well with the whole hit list theme. And it wasn't completely innovative. Maybe it slightly is for the theater, but they do use it for sporting events. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if I go to a Lakers game out here, they'll have like the text scroll and all that kind of stuff. But it right. does show the power that Jerry has right. where they're able to do that so quickly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a terrible idea. <laughs> Debbie Downer. No, uh, no, no. I'm kidding. I, it's a bad idea with a big star next to it. Big black it. star Here's next to the it. Thing. Like, it's Why do you think that? Because, oh. because I was getting there. Don't you worry, Blake. Don't you try and take away my job. Um, because, okay, first of all, I know nobody in this room is going to believe me, and Blake, you're not going to believe me either, but there is no such thing as multitasking. All right. It's I, I learned the term for it this week and now I can't remember. It's something like rapid toggling between rapid toggling between tasks. OK, um, you can't pay attention to two things at once. People can't do it. And I know you all think you can, but you can't. That's, all right. Uh, that is just a fact. And you cannot believe me if you don't want to. But they were no, only I'm, doing it after now, the no, musical no, but listen, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, getting, I'm getting to it. <laughs> no, I, no, here's the thing. In order for this whole thing to work. Audience members have to have their phones on all the time during the entire yeah. show. So they're going to get a tweet from the show, and then my girlfriend's going to tweet me, and then I'm going to get a text message from my mom, and then I'm going to get that email, and they are totally going to check out of the show and are going to be looking at their phone, and it ruins the audience's experience. Plus, what if I'm trying to watch what's on the audience? All I can see is your damn phone in my face because the light's so bright. I think that the concept was a good idea of giving people live tweets, like you were saying, have mm-hmm. the have the scroll going around so that everybody can experience it. But doing it to people during the show, you can't control them getting only your messages. And what if there's somebody who's who you know gets 15 messages a minute? On their phone. They don't participate. Maybe they have to go to the show more often then, and it'll be more money because they miss parts. Because it would have sucked the first ten times they went because they would have been interrupted the whole time. (laughs) Or they sign you up with a different um, username, and then you just check that. Yes, I'm sure that's exactly how it happened, Kendra. (laughs) Okay. So that's where I'm going to throw the implausibility flag, right? But I I did read... (laughs) I read it was either an article or a book I was reading that said we can the brain can focus on seven things maximum at the same time. I would so, like you to give me that source. I Not, will, you don't have to do I'm it gonna, now, but no, I would love I to. Will. I would love to see that because okay. everything I have seen says only two. says you can't you can't actually focus on things. And yeah. and the other thing is is just I mean just look at it from the logistical standpoint. You've got light in your audience, so that just pulls literally pulls focus from the from the stage. Mm-hmm. The reason why the audience is dark and the movie theaters are dark is so that your attention is directed toward the screen. And I love the idea of having the interaction. I do think that's good, but it's not controllable. But that's my that's my criticism. One thing I noticed yeah. I, I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if it was through the whole show because if in that no, I'm scene, not saying no, it wasn't through the whole show. Okay, but was, you can't turn off everything else that's coming to my phone. Right. But they give they give the audience a moment, I think, cuz when they were showing that it was just tweets up on the screen and Karen and everyone they were off okay stage. now everybody in the audience turn your phone on 
because we're going to all tweet no, if that's not how leave, it happened. Leave the mind. I know, but I already said you're not. Did you not hear me <laughs> talk about my mom texting me and my yeah. you know uncle sending me an email yeah, and my Facebook updates that. and my Twitter I, and my and you Instagram look for and, it. and you look for oh, oh, right and I'm going to look list. down here and I'm going to miss Derek and Tom fist bumping because I'm too busy <laughs> looking at my phone and that was critical <laughs> no, to the story because they yeah no, then the house lights go oh, you're down. not going to convince and then me. They, Okay. okay. Can, I, can I say something that yes. say something? Miss Mendoza. Yes. Thank you, Miss Carol. Um, so I, I do see your point, but I feel like you can't control that any na- any in anyways with an audience. Because if you say turn off your phone, a lot of people are not gonna do it. And they might sneak a look at their phone anyways. So you're right, it's not controllable, but I don't think it's a bad idea because people might be looking at their phones every so often and you know not you know it's it's just a normal thing they're have already you, have doing you been it. to live theater i have okay. several times and have you paid a hundred dollars for a ticket and i don't look at my phone even and if has it's the on. person next to you looked at their phone no because when they do they get like elbows no. in their chest right. and like people bumping the back of their because right. I've paid a hundred dollars to watch this show I'm not turn off your damn phone you're ruining, you're ruining my ruining right. my experience no I, I agree and most people d- don't do that because they don't want to be rude to the person next to them so the, the new thing that I just thought of is yes. I feel like a lot of people would miss this cool trick because they're not going to be paying attention to their phones and being polite to the people around so them so here's what you do when you because they have all the money in the world because Jerry's their sponsor, their patron, right? Everybody gets a temporary cell phone that they take into smartphone that they take into the, the audience. Maybe that's what it was. Uh huh. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and then, then the experience is controllable. But no, okay, but the, we're only going to talk know, about I, this for 20 more I seconds. Know, I know. I see, <laughs> such a heated debate. Because for... I see your point, but at the same time, uh, my phone's not going off every second with like my mom or my brother or someone texting me so i wouldn't see how it would be a problem to get a text from the from the show unless maybe i'm the only one who's not getting a text you every second you're the only of one. every day you're but, the only one okay <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna sorry, start texting you else. every 45 minutes <laughs> kendra i'll text you more <laughs> okay i mean i just don't need the extra <laughs> Bla- blake blake have i changed your mind uh, yeah, definitely now. That oh, I my God. Tama, you win. Okay. Hey, I have a degree Everybody. in public speaking, and that involved debate. So I know how to argue a point. Um, Blake, we're going <laughs> to let you go because we may have another caller coming in. Um, but thank you for okay. calling. We really appreciate oh, your, you. your comments. And um, let us know what you think about our podcast on iTunes and or YouTube afterwards. But Thank you so much for calling in. We Thanks, appreciate Blake. it. Thanks, Blake. Thank Thanks. you. Enjoy Later. the finale. Bye. Okay. Um, all right. So we talked about Julia. We know you plenty about the show. Oh, my God. How I felt about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other thing about the oh, Tom and gosh. Julia story that I wanted to talk about, we'll, we'll talk about their song, but at the very end, they had the conversation in the bar, and she said, I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know how to be just Levitt or just whatever her last name is. And Houston he says, and Levitt. Houston. And he says, I know, that's why I think it's the right thing. Did you guys have any reaction to that? I thought it was a great a great eye-opening statement from Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's hard to grow when you're always in, stuck in your com- comfort zone. Right. 
Um, so it, it, it's just time for them to evolve and seek new adventures and to progress as artists mm-hmm. in that industry. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Tom sees that opportunity. And I think Julia knows it deep down inside, too, but she might be a little bit more hesitant to, mm-hmm. you know, leave. Or to put words to those feelings, even. Because yeah. It's- she needs encouragement. A little right. push in that direction. I think Tom's ready to give that, be that push. One of the things, though, that I think is very lucky for both of them is that they're both in their split having a, 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 some modest success. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got a directing gig and she's got a writing gig. Now, granted, it took her a little while to get to hers. But, you know, if one of them was having the great success and the other was sitting there going, please, please, please come back, you know, like a typical, <laughs> like, like, like a rabbit breakup. <laughs> That's my, that my crawling buddy. I was, I was uh, just I don't wondering. Know. That was me being desperate as well. It was. <laughs> Apparently you haven't seen that very much. Other people have. Um, uh, so if one of them was not doing well, I think it would be much harder. But I found that scene to be really touching. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems more sincere now than it did last episode. Or more, they've come to a place where... There's not much anger left or resentment. It's more so they're left with what they have and they've learned to they're learning to deal with it. Now, knowing that, do you think that the breakup is going to stick? Or do you think that they'll come back together? Maybe not by the end of the ser- series, but like yeah, you know, in s- season 4. I was going to say they can always <laughs> non-existent season get four. back together later on. It's right. not like the end of It's not like one of them has, is dying. Yeah. Right. And I still yeah. like the idea of potentially, well, now that it's not sold to Scott, maybe she finishes Gatsby and that's one of his directorial play debuts. Oh, so they work, mm-hmm. they work in their own separate ways but come together on a project yeah. in different ways. Because she still has to finish writing it and now she needs a new place to have it performed, which shouldn't be too right. hard for her anyways. Right. He doesn't have anything right off the bat right now either. Mm-hmm. They could still do that and and still do other things. I mean, he might have that review. Uh, yes. In, in the works. Yes. Potentially if he gets nominated for Best Director at the Tonys and all that. Was I the only one also? I felt at the beginning of the episode and not towards the end. I wrote it in capital letters. Why is Tom such a baby again? <laughs> he felt, I felt like he was pouting at the beginning. And then as soon as Ju- Julia showed up and they had their conversation, she's saying with him, it got better. It feels like anytime they're apart for too much, like he just <laughs> bangs his, you know, fist and be like, I want my Julia. Yeah. I, d- oh. I don't know. Well, yeah, I felt- I th- well, I I agree with that. I didn't, it didn't, but I occur- love him. It didn't occur to me as we were watching. He's my favorite character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it didn't occur to me while I was watching, but now that you mention it, I agree with that. And I think it has everything to do with him needing the accolades because he's still insecure as a director. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, what about the director, you know, Tony Award, <laughs> Tony nomination? Mm-hmm. When's that going to come? And and they said, well, you know, frankly, people are saying it, you're going to be lucky if you do get it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just, especially because he's not partnered in in any way anymore um, he's he's kind of reaching out to get that feedback and the warm fuzzies that's true because he doesn't have a boyfriend anymore no or nothing like that. no he doesn't um, Julia standing up at the end and telling Jimmy I can't help Hitlist anymore did that strike anybody in any particular way I do you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, I, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that a little bit actually you felt like she was abandoning them some yeah 
Really? Not that she had any sort of agreement, but how she did it so abruptly, and she had been working with them for a while. Right. And I said, oh, it's only the transfer. But I felt it was cheap to do it on the phone. Mm-hmm. I felt like how she did it. Yeah, because well, and then also how we saw it, it was right after she talked to Tom. Mm-hmm. He already agreed that they should go their separate right? ways. I don't right. understand why she wouldn't help them a little bit more, especially since Jimmy's not used to that. And she said earlier on she needs to see this whole way through for Kyle. And then, right. oops, and then I changed oh, my mind. Yeah. So what, what, you except know, not the whole way through, just the, most of the whole way through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know the reasoning for why she changed her mind all of a sudden in that moment. Because she, she yeah. could have, if, if she wasn't available right then and there, because Jimmy was all about doing it right then and there, then she could have just said, like, maybe we can do it tomorrow right. or... You know, later tonight, I'm not free at the moment. She makes a lot of split decisions, even when when Tom was like, oh, don't sell Gatsby to Scott, yes. even though she went in there. Yes. Then immediately the scene after, yes. she's over at Scott's like, I changed my mind. Then he's like, don't change your mind. Then she goes back to Tom, I didn't change my mind. <laughs> so she needs to take a minute, maybe just to, like, sleep on it. Yeah. Or, or something. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things, that a criticism that we have about the show a lot is that the characters aren't, and some of the storylines aren't as grounded as they feel like they need to be. Kendra, do you have any, like, psychological reading <laughs> oh, on Julia? Julia? I mean, I just thought maybe she um, she was feeling guilty about something in some way and, and splitting her time, maybe because you can't focus on two things at the same time. Uh, maybe, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yes. I'm going to be- debunk that. Okay, um, <laughs> maybe she was just feeling some sort of guilt and, and was feeling overwhelmed. I don't know. She has some sort of loyalty to Tom, so yes. even though he says, let's go our yes. separate ways, I think she's she's almost like a child, too, in, in some ways. Like, no, no, you're my comfort blanket or right. you know safety blanket right that's what i think so tom um because now they're doing this individually they, they've both got things to learn and tom he's pouting because he needs the affirmations from other people and he's still trying to find that confidence on his own and then with julia she maybe needs to learn not to be so um just reactive and more so think things through and maybe find people to consult with rather than just reacting right away before she actually makes a decision like that mm-hmm. and not be so emotional in her decision. So they just I feel like they just both have their process that they have to go through right. in really finding how to be um, without the, relying on the other person to, like, knock some sense into them mm-hmm. with every situation. Mm-hmm. But after mm-hmm. saying that, I could see where they wouldn't really last on their break. <laughs> Yeah, well, and they're they're obviously successful and talented. It works as 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 a you know combo. So I think that um, it's absolutely a possibility they will come back together again. We need to get moving on to our next topic. Let's go to Ivy, Um, Ivy, 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 Ivy. Congratulations, (laughs) Ivy. You have a bun in the oven. Okay. Okay, first of all, Karen and Ivy talking about can we be adult, and then by the end of the episode, they're not, they're adults. not adults, and they're <laughs> not they're not friends. Um, Although I didn't think Karen didn't tell. I mean, you tell your best friend everything pretty much. It was Anna was in the wrong to say that yeah. to Ivy. The way she said it and as then, well. Yeah, exactly. So then Ivy to go and attack Karen about it. Although I guess maybe she thought maybe she leaked it to the press right. because of that. Yeah, well, that was that was my only reasoning behind. Well, maybe that's why she's being so 
or she's pregnant, Defensive. so she's got hormones. Or she's hormonal. But well, yeah. the other thing is is that Ivy has been was very vulnerable through this whole episode. She was yeah. really kind of you know she wasn't she was feeling like she was being attacked or about to be attacked in the press. She had to do this review and do a striptease. It was again it was like revisit the nudity, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which angle. is funny because she didn't even strip. Although I kept feeling like her top was <laughs> going to fall down. Fall oh, yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought the girls were going to come out. That oh way. yeah, it was dangerous. <laughs> Um, and then, and then we find out that she's pregnant, and we know from the coming ups that it's Derek's baby. But we haven't seen her with anybody else. But I mean, she could right. have somebody on the side. Wouldn't it be she a scandal wanted... if it was Dev? It's been too long. Oh, ago. oh my god! god. Something. Well, she was long looking out for period. JFK. The, the actor who yes, played but yes. that never happened so right yeah that didn't happen so it's yeah it's pretty I much I missed the be. coming up so what, what oh. was going on well um somebody says are you sure it's Derek's baby I can't remember I who I think it that was. was Sam actually yes it was I Sam saying that. are you are you sure it's Derek's baby so it's Derek's baby right and then Anna was going to sue hit list potentially mm-hmm. and then uh, people think that Julia wrote the show so Jimmy was kind of pissed about mm-hmm. that and was right. going to confront her about right. that so, oh, and Rosie O'Donnell reads, and the Tony goes too. <laughs> oh, we see uh, Ivy having morning sickness as well. Right, oh, on the f- on in the, the Maryland outfit. Yeah, in the Maryland outfit. Oh, yeah. Geez. So that's so what backstage. is going to happen to that show I now that she's having know. a baby. Her I nudity seems going to be way different. That's going to be way different indeed. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe had some curves. She maybe did. not in the abdominal region, but she had some curves. <laughs> and I bet her mom going to say plants. something. <laughs> well, Bernadette. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see. I can't. I I can't see her going through and having a baby. She's in the first, you know, in the, the like her big break is happening. That really wrecks her big break. Yeah. She can't play Marilyn yeah. pregnant. Now she's going to be focusing on a water break. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's just tough. Okay, let's talk about the songs really quickly. First song, Pretender by Karen. Um, it was very vampy. I felt like it was really in her style. But, okay, just real quickly, what was with that dress? The silver thing with the, like, partially sheer bottom and, like, flowers on it and stuff. <laughs> I usually love her wardrobe. I think she's, I, I enjoy looking at her. And that dress just didn't, just, anyway. Yeah. It took me away I'll from the song. i watch it a second time. Yes, you should. <laughs> while I'm watching it a that. third time. Yeah. I think it was just supposed to, with the background, kind of stand out because the background was more of this white, very You're so sweet. Modern. The dress was lame. Let's talk about the song. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not saying I would wear it. it you have nice an opinion. Thing. That's so sweet. All right, moving on. You're adorable. It was Thank a nice you. Are. What did you think about the song, though, seriously? I, it wasn't my my favorite, but I didn't I didn't hate it. Okay. I felt like that was this episode in general. Uh, it yes. wasn't my favorite, yeah, but I didn't like, hate it. That's what we talked yeah. about before we went on yeah. the air. Any big playful? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care for it at all. Actually, okay. <laughs> oh. it was just like an MTV performance, not okay. like a Broadway performance for me. Okay. I th- yeah. Okay. I, I hear that. Um, but Hitlist is not a Broadway kind right. of show. So, but it just looked like this is a recording artist that's lip syncing right now on stage. I hear you. <laughs> Right, I, I wanted to hear her, but it looked like she was lip syncing. <laughs> I agree with you. It's funny that you mentioned MTV because the song "I'm So Sorry" or "I'm Sorry" yep. was actually they intro it as the at the VMAs. Yeah, right. the VMAs. <laughs> there you so. go. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they did their job. <laughs> First time it did seem lip syncy. Like I, 
I know they lip sync in other songs, but it doesn't yeah. sound like they lip or not lip- all the time. Yeah, yeah. but I, this is really. I also felt like it didn't have any emotion underneath it like it normally does. Like usually our song performances. Are you talking about per, are you talking pretender. about pretender? Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually our their song performances there's some sort of parallel to what the character right. is actually feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. So I felt less connected because we didn't okay. get that with this performance. Okay. All right. Next song Grin and Barrett was the cabaret song that Ivy sang during the concert. Yeah, her boobs are so close to falling out was what I wrote. I think um, I wrote some, that was an some ugly derivative dress. of that. Too. That was an ugly dress for me. It was kind of an ugly dress. Yeah. But it was it was a character dress is the thing. It was, you know, she yeah. was supposed to be kind of a cabaret style stripper girl. It wasn't even flattering though. No. Like, I was just so nervous her boobs were going to fall out. I know. It was distracting. <laughs> the song itself was fine. I, they were talking about a striptease so I'm like, Oh, oh she's going to strip, out. right. Like, these are going to pop right. She right. didn't even strip. She didn't. I she thought. was just throwing <laughs> scarves, on those things on the ground, this, whatever, shawl things. Yeah. Yes. Just where she scarves. Hit, yeah. yeah. Um, I, but I loved, how, I loved how she sold it, you know, in the song. And I thought it was really fun. I thought the choreography was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I like the music. And boy, can that girl belt. That is yeah. where she's really, yep. you know, at mm-hmm. her best. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kendra, no, any, any other thoughts about the song? Um, okay, let's so move on much. to I'm Not Sorry, because we got to get through this. Um, we're getting little notes. <laughs> Daisy's from, great. She's from, a good diva on the performance is. level. I thought, yeah, her voice was really fantastic. Probably because she's a B-word in real life. I mean, like, not her, not her the character, actress, yeah. but her character yeah. is a B-word in real life. Yeah. And thus has the attitude of the diva. Anna's always been pretty nice, except when she's dating, you know, Jimmy's Sorry. boyfriend. <laughs> that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they had weird choreography in that. I yeah, thought that the choreography, weird. the fistcuffs between the ladies, the... Yeah, like, this thing. <laughs> that was we, ridiculous. We should have done that, that earlier, no. Tamara, when we were debating about social media. We should have been like... Yeah, we should have had fistcuffs. We should have. I, I still don't see her. I, I, don't, I don't see her being even more as a, more a diva than Anna. I'm sorry. You don't see Daisy doing it? No, okay. I don't see it in her. Okay. Uh, the messages got sent out at the end of that song, and the crowd went wild. Woo! Yeah, they were more excited about that. Okay, that's not good. Um, <laughs> all right, do we? Do we? We need to do some Last quick new. Uh, wait, did oh, we, wasn't that it? The wait, right regrets it. between Tom oh, the and right Julia. Crap, yeah, I just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought it was sweet. Sentimental. I was really surprised at uh, Julia's voice. Yeah. I, I was surprised that she did a good job. Well, I thought she did great. It was actually, beautiful. It was she, sad. she tweeted out re- um, really quickly that. That they actually took the first take of it because they wanted her voice to sound like she's not a singer because Julia is not a singer. And so right. Deborah Messing was actually surprised that that happened. And when they didn't re-record any of it, she's like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> that wasn't very good. Let me try that again. I want to do that again. I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I loved when he came in. I'm yes. a big fan of his. Yes. And uh, well, that's all I have to say about that. Kendra, did you have anything you say about that song? Uh, it was just a cute duet. I all right. Nothing else. Okay, Stephen is really pushing us out. Um, one thing <laughs> I want to talk about talk about is um, I'll tweet out this link later. But TVLine.com um, did an interview with Kyle, um, t- who talks about the the intentional parallels between Rent and Hit List. It's a very interesting article. I'll tweet out the link to that later tonight. Um, okay, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter at 
Sarah with an H Mendoza. I won't be here next week, guys. Okay, before we go on to the next of you, uh, finale is on Sunday the 26th. We're going to do our podcast on Monday. Monday the 27th if you want to hear us live. Kendra, how do we find you? I'm at Kendra with a K. Uh, Cavasel. At Kendra Cavasel. And I'm at Kristen Carroll 13 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Tamara Berg on Twitter. Thank you, those of you who have found me. Um, and TamaraCentral.com is my website. We are going to see you in, I don't know, it's like two weeks or something for the finale. Like that. <laughs> 13, <laughs> 13 days. days. Yeah. 13, 13 days. days. We'll see you yeah. then. Thanks for joining us for Smash. See you next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.